a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today I have with me Brett Mackiff. He is the Activities Coordinator for the Utah Health Department. And today we are trying to talk about masks and exercise to get to the bottom of what we really should be doing. Brett, I feel like we're just getting so many mixed messages. I mean, I see people outside jogging with a mask all by themselves and I go, huh? And then I see people in gyms not wearing masks. So give us the bottom line. Give us good advice on what we should be doing with masks when we're exercising. Well, there's been one thing that's been very consistent over this past pandemic period. It's that there's a lot of information out there. In fact, just prepping to talk to you a little bit today, I decided let's dig in and actually see what the science says. Let's go in and, and review all of the journals and what they've said about mask wearing and what that's going to do benefit-wise. And the interesting part is when it came down to it, almost all the things that have been studied, we're just getting started. We just plain don't know a lot of things. But what we do know is that when someone is wearing a mask, it makes a huge difference on if they're transmitting any virus out to other people. That one's a guarantee. The, the next part is, is when you're talking about physical activity, We also know that when someone's active, they're going to not only double, but usually even quadruple their breathing rate, both for the the number of of breaths per minute, as well as the forcefulness of it. So if you're going out for a run, that ability to project virus particles can be as much as 15 feet. So that's something to obviously keep in mind. So what what do we do? How on earth are we supposed to be? somewhat sane when it comes down to it. Right. What are we supposed to do, Brett? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What is the sane response here? Uh, The recommendations are to, if you cannot maintain a social distance of at least the six feet, you should be wearing a mask, even in a place that doesn't have a mask mandate, just for the sake of being in an abundance of caution, I think we often hear the term. But if you're going to be exercising more so because there is a lot of issues with that. So what do we do? Well, we say wear a mask, but what if I'm out on a trail? If you're by yourself and you're far away from people, don't wear a mask. You don't need to. That's a a key part of it. But if you're going to be with even that 15 feet of people, definitely wear a mask. So when I'm thinking those joggers are being silly out there all by themselves, maybe not because 15 feet is, you know, quite a distance. It's, it's a good distance. But even if you think, oh, I'm going out for a run on my, my city roads, you're going to pass people. You're going to be close to people. You're going to be next to the mom with the stroller. You're going to be next to the older couple that are going for a walk around the block. 
do your bit. Just wear a mask if you need to be near people. And just keep it in your pocket if you, if you don't need it for that moment. I mean, we often say if you're up at a trailhead, well, you know you're going to be running into people. Have a mask available. So what about those folks that are now inside a gym? And I know gyms are doing their part to make sure everything's sanitized and all the things that they're doing. But what we should we be doing? I mean, if we're doing Zumba, should we still be wearing a mask? Well, again, we're going to look at the distance and the type of activity. If you are within that distance, we do recommend you wear a mask, absolutely. Now, it is it is an interesting thing because I spend a lot of time, you know, to kind of, it's my world. Physical activity coordinator is not only a cool job, but it's a, this responsibility to kind of stay up on what's happening. And I watch a lot of videos from around the country and, and hear a lot of people talking about their experience in a gym. And obviously, I want to know how it's working. Well, as I look at some of the videos, the most common thing is people seem to like to wear a mask around their throat or around maybe just their chin, where it needs to cover the mouth and the nose. That's an important part of it. In fact, most of the videos I've seen from around the country, that's the most likely thing to see. You know, it doesn't have to be a a big issue because it can be uncomfortable. It can get warm. It can get moist and humid. We don't always like the feel of it. But if you're going to be next to somebody, we definitely need to wear it. Right. And when we're talking six feet, you said when you're jogging, it could be as much as 15 feet. Wouldn't that hold true inside a gym or even be more important? Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Now, we do have this idea that, oh, if you're in the gym, you're completely healthy. There's absolutely no reason why you should ever have to wear it because I'm one of the healthy ones. Again, knowing that the likelihood of someone being able to transmit it, even if they don't know that they have it, is really there. We just want to do our best to protect people as best we can. One thing that is really important, though, is knowing the type of mask that you're going to wear, because that often deals with a lot of the, not really complaints, but the concerns that people have when it comes to um, wearing a mask while working out. You've got those wonderful cheap paper masks. Are they a good idea? Well, they're great if you're walking around, you're going to the store, you're doing what you need, but they're not a good idea when you're doing your exercise because they can get saturated with the, the, the breath that you're breathing out has a lot of moisture in it, and it can actually almost saturate that mass to the point where it does make it a little bit more difficult to breathe. We typically don't see that in just walking around or shopping. So what kind of mask should we be looking for when we're exercising? The, the fabric masks are a fantastic one. Um, many times we look at even just a, a two to three layer mask tends to be very good, but there are some masks that are being marketed specifically for physical activity that have, and it's not that they're more breathable. They have layers arranged in a way that prevents the, the, the droplets from being transmitted, but still allows for airflow to be around. Maybe it'll be pushed out just a little bit further from your face so you don't feel the, the uh the fabric on your nose or on your lips, but it makes a difference also in the material because those can dry out very, very quickly. But don't they need Um, to be right up against your face, though? I mean, is it a good thing to have it be out from your face? The importance is having the seal away so you're not allowing breath to go out the sides. So, for instance, if it still is sealed along the side of the face and underneath the chin and over the nose, you're not going to see unfiltered breath going out. Uh, but you may find that just the shape of it, sometimes you'll see those inserts that people would put in or little plastic inserts, but just push it away just a little bit. Um, things like the buffs or the gaiters that you can wear 
um, around your, your neck and pull it up over your nose. Fantastic. In fact, most exercisers I've spoken with have actually said they prefer that style because they feel it's, it's a little bit more stable and they don't have as much issue with feeling trapped is probably sometimes the words they use. Right. We have to own it. It's not fun to wear a mask. But is it unhealthy to exercise with a mask on? It's a really, really good question. I'm glad you did ask it because when you're talking about an individual just walking around, again, going to the grocery store, wearing a mask is not going to have any impact at all on you. I, I worked in the operating room and I've worked in emergency rooms for years wearing a mask for 10 plus hours a day and I've had zero problems. You'll hear all sorts of people telling stories of how they've worn masks and gone for a 10K and they've measured their their uh, blood oxygenation levels or oxygen saturation levels. And they've had very, very little impact on it. Now, as a general statement, most people will tolerate the wearing of a mask during exercise very, very well. There are some people who may have a little bit extra issues with cardiovascular or respiratory uh, conditions that may make it more difficult. In those cases, it's best to work with their physician to determine how they can do their exercise in the most efficient and safe manner. But for most people, it's not going to limit them that much. Now, if you're doing things like, oh, goodness, plyometrics or sprints or really, really high-intensity uh, interval training, things like that, yeah, you are going to see a little bit of a decrease in the amount of airflow through that mask. But that's really going to be a self-limiting problem. I know when we started masks, I could only wear a mask for like 20 minutes. And I thought, oh, I can't breathe. Uh, but it's funny how we've kind of gotten used to them and can wear them now for most of the day. So how would you know, for example, if you're one of those people that maybe needs to think twice about exercising with a mask on, maybe it's not healthy for you, what would be some of the signs you would be seeing that maybe you were having a health problem as a result of the mask? Yeah, if you find yourself uh, being dizzy at uh, any level of exertion, then absolutely. Um, that's really going to be your, your primary thing that's going to be an issue. Again, most people will not have that, that concern. It will adapt really, really quickly. One thing I did want to mention is that some people have been using specific kind of masks that do restrict the amount of airflow coming in, and they're typically higher-level athletes. They're using it as a way to decrease the amount of oxygen that they're, they're working with at high-intensity exercises. It's a great way to make your body react and actually start producing more uh, red blood cells to be able to carry oxygen better. So the more you do it, you'll actually find it gets a little bit easier. So we've been doing this for years before. Now, all of a sudden, we're doing it and realizing that there's a lot of people who are having that same experience. Now that we've helped people understand why they should be wearing a mask while they're exercising, where do we send them if they you know, have a particular type of exercise they're doing or they want more information about what exactly they should be wearing as far as a mask goes for their particular exercise? Oh, that's a really that's a good one because right now we are still in the phase of learning what's going to be best. Uh, like I said, I've heard a lot of fantastic athletic clothing companies that have started to produce specific masks for use during exercise. Uh, we do recommend that you always visit the coronavirus.utah.gov because that's where you're going to see the latest and most up-to-date information uh, regarding not just exercise, but also all the things we need to know about preventing getting COVID. Brett, anything that I failed to ask you that maybe you'd like to add? The one thing that's probably really critical is that people who are regularly physically active tend to be healthier 
tend to have a better ability to fight off not just coronavirus, but every kind of, of infection, as long as they're not you know, really, really high intensity, overpowering and overdoing things. But in general, a regular uh, physical activity is going to allow somebody to be more physically active. And we do not want to see the amount of physical activity that we're seeing within Utah, which is a very active state, decrease. There are ways to do it. If you can't just handle wearing a mask, do what you can to work out at home. Find a place where you can be away from others or just learn to adapt. I hate to say it, but we want to make sure people stay physically active. It's pretty not only important in the best of times, but right now it's probably one of the best things we can do. Brett, always a pleasure to talk with you. Always great information. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.